I'm Jonathan Hayes of the St. Louis Battlehawks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of April 10th, 2022, on the road to kickoff 2023. This is for the love of football, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. We got coaches. What a week. The Rock and Danny Garcia were all over ESPN, hyping up the league, and things are really kicking into another gear. This is episode 215. Eight again, Bryant. Eight coaches. I guess that means eight teams. 44 weeks from kickoff, and we got our biggest news yet. 15-8. What is that, 215-8 in the episodes again? I'm so confused. What? Eight, eight what? Oh, eight again. teams again. Yes. Got it. Whew. Yeah. You're sure it's not 10, not 12? Please. <laughs> I don't know, unless they announce mean, more coaches. No, no announcement. Let's, yeah, let's just talk about and settle into what we got so far and not look, try to get greedy now. Let's, well, I'll let's tell you what, we, what got. we got, Alan. I'll tell you what we got. We got. Oh, no. Wardrobe change? What's going on here? We got oh, new gear. New gear. Yes, we do. Nice. Yeah. A little confusing, though, honestly, because the, uh, the hat's awesome, but the sticker was the old sticker. <laughs> Shut up! That's awesome. Yeah. I love that it. Was on the bottom of the calf, which is great. Oh, that's fantastic! Oh, fantastic! <laughs> and that's from the the official XFL shop website. Yes. You got that from official XFL shop. Very Dot cool. Com. Well, congrats to you. Shop. And congrats to the XFL. Big week for the league. And these announcements. We're going to let you know everything announced this week. We're going to break it all down. We are going to have a whole lot of fun. Brian said before the, we hit record on this episode. When was the last time we were this excited for a show? And I couldn't remember. I'm just happy that we have some real knowledge about the league now, Brian. And we have a lot to digest and dissect. So let's get into it, shall we? 724-565-4XFL. That is the XFL fan line. Text it, call it, leave a voicemail, be a part of the show anytime. That's for you, fans. XFL fan line at XFL show on social media. If you want to interact on the Twitter, that's a fun place to do it at XFL show. Reach out anytime DMS open and we will talk XFL with you. We are brought to you by pretty easy podcasts. You can start your own podcast, have your own producer an editor, all the help you'd ever need sounding good, getting your podcast out there, staying consistent. So important in the podcast game. And Pretty Easy Podcast will help you do that. And to get started, all you need to do is go to their website, prettyeasypodcast.com. Contact them. Let them know you want to do a show. If you already have a show, but you need some help, some extra help at an affordable rate, you could do that as well. Just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get started now. Uh, Because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. So easy, Alan. You know how easy they make it? So easy. That if you wanted to start your podcast over again, you could. 
they'd get you right back up. If you had eight podcasts and you wanted to get them all started again, let's say you had a, a football league with eight teams and you need to start up all those podcasts again, you could hit a pretty easy podcast. They, it's true. They, they could restart like you. They could start you from scratch, however you want to do it. The XFL, are they starting from scratch? I would say no, but it is a whole new vibe, a whole new feeling, a new attitude, and wow, eight different types of coaches, except for one, <laughs> then compared to 2020. Oh, man, I can't wait to get into it. But first, let's get into what you're talking about on XFL social medias, and let's dink and dunk a little bit, Brian. Tommy and the Rocks reached out to us on the XFL fan line and texted, which league has a better Pittsburgh rep- representation, <laughs> the USFL with the Maulers or the XFL with Heinz Ward and Rod Woodson coaching in the uh, league? So here, I'll, I'll put it this way. Two players, <laughs> one of these, or I guess, I don't know, one of these played in Pittsburgh. The other one isn't. So one of what them, do you mean? What, well, I guess one side of it played in Pittsburgh. The other side is the Pittsburgh Maulers. Oh, okay, so you're oh well, they're playing in Birmingham, and then if they when they make the championship, they'll be playing in Canton, which isn't far too far from Pittsburgh. But oh, still so not. Canton is part of Pittsburgh, like no. a suburb. No, not really. Oh, okay. So they're not playing in. It's not like they're playing in Arlington. No, called the Dallas Cowboys. No, so yeah, I guess I'd have to talk like Tommy and the Landover Rocks. and called as a Pittsburgher. Uh, I would say the XFL has more Yinzer vibes, more Pittsburgh vibes with Rod Woodson and Heinz Ward coaching in this league. Unbelievable for me, at least. Totally, t- you have a people like uh, me have to be excited. I imagine, <laughs> and the fam- family I've talked Doug to, Doug Whaley, friends, right? He's got Pittsburgh is, ties as well. There's a lot of Pittsburgh uh, vibes, which is great for most people, I think, unless you're like in Baltimore. Uh, but the Maulers aren't playing in Pittsburgh. I am excited for this weekend's USFL action, and we will be discussing the USFL. Brian, we'll have a quick turnaround from this episode and do it maybe a special mini sode or full sode i don't know but we're gonna have it's a holiday weekend we'll get into the usfl whenever those games are played but thanks to tommy for that question and scott and nyc also on the xfl fan line bryant said do you think with the current suspected home of the xfl cities including mostly texas and west coast teams do you think the xfl is planning or is being talked to about a USFL buyout or merger either by the USFL Fox or the NFL as a middleman. So coast teams, do you think the XFL is planning or be, or is being talked to about a USFL buyout merger? Oh, I see what they're saying. Well, I mean, I don't know what the XFL would do with eight teams in Birmingham. That's a lot. (laughs) That's eight teams in Birmingham and then maybe eight teams in another hub city because there still isn't a hundred percent certainty from some people reporting uh, that the XFL won't try a hub season for year one, which we both have gone on record, I think, and said, please don't. We don't want it. Fans probably don't want it. It won't be ideal unless it's like the only way the league could happen, I guess. But a merger, I mean, I don't see the wind blowing that way and just because it, the rumors about where these XFL teams will play, which we'll get into as well today, um, I don't see how where those teams would be placed ties into 
a potential merger. I, I just think it's kind of that's a big conspiracy kind of a or speculation type of question there. And, and, and I understand the logic, Scott. right? You're, you're yeah. kind of positioning your teams here and the USFL is up here or whatever. And maybe they merge and they look like Africa and South America, right? They like at one point were together. Pangea um, of football. It, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the, I mean, the honest truth is the USFL is playing in one city with eight teams. So if the XFL wanted to, for some way buy out the USFL or whatever the case may be. You just pick eight cities that work for you. There's no ties to a specific city anyway. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the eventual idea of a merger though, I'm definitely open to that. And the NFL is a middleman for sure. I mean, you could really make it big if uh, at the end of it, we have an official spring league tied to the NFL with official ties, which we already do kind of with both leagues in different ways, but it could be a lot bigger. And I think a lot has to be proven for the first season for both leagues. So, well, that's a big wait and see Scott and NYC, but appreciate the question. Uh, let's go to the tweeter now at XFL show arena fan. Ken said, not a fan of Vegas. Rumors that the Wildcats are moving to Vegas, Brian, or L.A. won't have a team and there will be a Vegas team instead. And Ken said, they won't draw. They will maybe equal L.A. Should go to SD. I'm assuming that's San Diego, not South Dakota. Hoping Orlando keeps Vipers colors. Same with Las Vegas Wildcats. Um, what do you think? What do you think about that? Do you think Vegas is just as tough of a draw as LA was. I, I th here's, here's my thought on this whole process. And I'll say this, if they're playing, they have two options to play, right? They're either playing at Sam Boyd, which is way the heck off the strip way out there, or they're playing in that stratospheres. I'm sorry, starship trooper looking, uh, thing of Allegiant stadium, which is pretty nice. Don't get me wrong. Either way, it's big. Do you know that there were more season tickets sold in LA for the Raiders? Yes. Than there were in Vegas? Yeah. Like do you like that that's a thing. Yeah. And that but that doesn't bode well for the XFL then. No, not at all. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying it's yeah. not a good thing. Because so, you already weren't getting them to drive out to Carson to see the Wildcats. So trying and, to get people in Vegas, it's that's you're right. That's and tough. I don't know if you've been you haven't been to the new stadium. I was there and it's not a uh, little hop, skip, and a jump to that stadium from the strip. You're down at the north end. I'm sorry, the south end of the strip, which is the Mandalay Bay, which is not happening. You know, the Mandalay Luxor area is not the most, you know. And then you got to walk across the freeway, over a bridge, and then onto this. It's, it's not just this, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's close. It's great. You're not going to attract the touristy crowd saying, hey, come watch a football game. So... And if you're playing on Sundays, most of those tours are headed back to LA anyway. So it doesn't bode well for me. I, I you know, I have some. If, if you're thinking hub city, maybe Vegas is the hub city, and that's why you have a Vegas team. Perhaps I don't want a hub city, I don't. but if we have a hub city, please be Vegas. That's yeah, my that'd hope. be great. Yeah. I, I would love that. I would spend, you know, eleven out of ten weekends there for that no, season. I, I might be. I, I'll do twelve or thirteen. Just, yeah, just exactly. So get my fill. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And then also uh, throwing in the colors there. Do you want to see 
the Wildcats. I wouldn't mind the, the colors. The colors were nice. I don't the know name. if you do Wildcats. Like the orange and black were great. But Las Vegas Wildcats doesn't seem to fit. Outlaws, man. I don't know. If you're going to Vegas, bring back the outlaws. outlaws. Yeah. Something like that. Come on. Or I the mean, Violators. Are... Still a big fan well, of I'm, that. I'm not a fan of that. The Violators is no too. I don't want to. I don't want people what about violating the, uh, anything. What's the other one? The uh, <laughs> that uh, that Viking. What is it? Uh, the uh, Norseman. No, it was that. It was he was a wrestler too. I forget what it was. What it was. Oh, Berserker. Berserkers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last one here on the fan line from Terry. Terry said these eight coaches. The new ones announced. Uh, these eight coaches would all make the NFL playoffs as players. I think he meant as coaches or they meant as coaches. I mean, is it the coaches or is it the players that make the playoffs? I don't know. I think as coaches, Terry saying these coaches could coach and get an NFL team into the playoffs. Can, I mean, that's true. There, there's there, most of them could, I would think. It's, Who wouldn't want I mean, to play for Heinz Ward or Rod there's Woodson? There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of, Wade Phillips, as far as I'm concerned, is a defending Super Bowl champion right now. He's has plenty of his fingerprints are all over those Rams. Oh yeah, do you think Aaron Donald's defense. a player that he is without Wade Phillips? Well, yeah, of course he's Aaron Donald. Maybe. He's super but still, human. but the you know that the Terry exaggerating, but I'll say elite is a great word because not maybe not proven as elite coaches, but elite names in football top to bottom, the names that we got as the eight XFL coaches and damn, I'm excited and we're going to break it all down, but there's other news besides the coaches this week. We have to have to have to talk about, and that's why we segment this show out, baby. We format it so we could stay in order. We could keep on top of everything. So let's get it rocking now with this week's cover two. Good crisp football. Oh, he's back. Our good, close, personal, long-time, dear, good friend, and my favorite name to say with a Pittsburgh accent. Dean Blandino is here <laughs> and in the XFL once again, Brian. It is a, it's a good day when you know the head of officiating has all the experience of a Dean Blandino. And the XFL announced it this past week. Blandino is rejoining the XFL. He will be the vice president of officiating and playing rules innovation and he will oversee the officiating operations and develop the innovative playing rules to achieve the league's goal of producing dynamic gameplay and a highly engaging and entertaining fan experience. He was the former head of officiating of the XFL, and it looks like Bryant Blandino will be crucial in that relationship and partnership with the NFL, where the XFL is basically going to be a science lab a football lab of experimenting with different rules and innovations and here's the guy who's kind of going to be the bridge it looks like between the xfl and the nfl and implementing all of it maybe coming up with some of the ideas too or carving out those edges fine-tuning stuff this is what he's all about and that's a great a great score another guy we're happy to see back i think in the xfl (laughs) Do you remember we had a second conversation with him off the record, kind of not on, not recording in the lobby of our hotel in Houston? Did we? Yeah, you remember that? It was a great time. Vaguely, 
What did we get inside info that we've never no, talked we were just about? Talking to, we, we just talked about the rules now? and stuff like that. Oh. We're like, hey, we just talked to you like twenty minutes ago. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, no, I think this is great. Uh, the XFL bringing back Dean Blandino, and I want to say that Dean Blandino wasn't announced until like like mini camp last time around. Yeah, he so, came in like the last month or so, or two months maybe before kickoff. You're right. So, Officially. Exactly. So, uh, you know, to have this, you know, it's great to see the XFL bringing back some of the people that are familiar with goals. Even if you're not keeping the league the same way in terms of the play or how you're doing things or where these innovations are coming from, right? They're not coming from the brains of the Sam Schwartzsteins in the room anymore. Maybe they're coming from the brains at the NFL offices, whatever. The fact is you have the people that are used to having to figure out how to make those things work. And that's why Dean Blandino is a crucial piece because he worked with these people to make the expo what it was in 2020. And now he's going to do what he can to make it what it is in 2023. Yeah. The the thing we're seeing, I think here with all the people that the XFL is bringing in and from the people that they've brought back that were there in 2020. Um, I think a common thread is most of these people uh, Dean Blandino, Russ Brandon, uh, Doug Whaley, and those types have still relationships within the NFL and are, you know, people that maybe those at the higher ups in the NFL still, res- still, uh, respect and, and, you know, will take in consideration their ideas and trust them. And, um, that's why these partnerships are, are opening up and the NFL is open to them. So that's a good thing. And that's a good strategy. I think by XFL ownership, bringing in uh, these types of people and uh, absolutely Dean Blandino uh, from 2020. And even before with his NFL experience, I mean, who, who, how much better could it get? And let maybe Mike Pereira, the USFL has him. So the two Fox sure. guys, two X officiating heads are, are taken by both spring leagues. And that I think that means the officiating and the development of the rules and the implementation of new rules are in good, trusted, experienced hands. So we'll see how uh, the XFL and USFL defer, though, in what they try. That's going to be a fun true. thing. And you know that we're uh, closer than ever to USFL kickoff. That is true. We're three days from this recording to three days, two days two technically days. a day for where technically i am right day. now because <laughs> I'm, I'm on friday now <laughs> and they, they kick off tomorrow <laughs> oh um, so, i totally forgot about that uh, we know the rules say, and they have lasers but i can't, i'm excited to see them. um you know alan we jokingly say this all the time on this show but how we are the only two with the experience of covering an xfl draft over two days right no one in the world has that experience like we do uh, we we say that jokingly, but also if you really think about it, there's not a lot of people on this planet that have the experience necessary uh, to do these types of jobs, right? The, you have people who try to do it. The AAF, no one had time. No one had, to, you know, unless you worked for the XFL, you don't have this kind of experience. So it's kind of smart to bring some of these people back. We've always talked about that, but yeah, as many roles as possible that are willing to come back and 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 help, I think it makes sense uh, for Dean Blandino to be there. For sure, for sure. And uh, the XFL rulebook, of course, that's my biggest off-season, on-the-road-to-kickoff announcement I'm waiting for. But we'll have to hold off because we've got we got other announcements this week, which is okay, but you know me. 
I'm big on that rule book. Can't wait for it. But Dean Blandino being there means we're one step closer. Let's go to part two, though, of this week's cover two. This one's very interesting and different from the road to 2020, Bryant. The XFL teaming up with the NFL Alumni Academy, announcing that they have an exclusive partnership with the NFL Alumni Academy, and they will be working to expand and enhance the football ecosystem by combining their scouting and training expertise to develop the next best players in the game and offer more opportunities to play professional football. Now, you might ask as a casual fan or even a super fan of the NFL and of football in general, but you still might not know what the NFL Alumni Academy is. Well, it is an a training player development program for NFL-ready players. So it's kind of doing a lot of uh, what the XFL and USFL are in alignment with. They're, they're trying to expand it so that there's more opportunities for players to, to play professional football and play and get to the NFL and really expand the, I guess, since there's no minor league, the minor league system or the minor league tr- minor training system for the NFL. And this is all held in Canton on the campus of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, the NFL Alumni Academy. And there are players training there. They train top free agents. Uh, Mike Tice is is the head, the former Vikings uh, head coach, is a part of the coaching staff along with guys like Jay Hayes, who's on the staff of the Battlehawks, uh, former running back Mo Williams, if you remember him, and uh, a few a few ex-players and coaches are a part of this uh, program. 500-plus active roster players during each season are, are lost. Uh, and so this program is kind of the NFL's Team 9, if you think about that's, it. That's exactly what I was so, – it, It's for anybody who paid attention to the XFL in 2020, this is Team 9. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a Team 9 that's held in, in Canton. Um, so the XFL teaming up with the NFL Alumni Academy is a great way of expanding the player pool and having access to – Play, not just players, but players that are actually training and game ready. Like the, these are, this is the stay ready program for p- pro football players, and this is a excellent partnership. So this is good because now it's outsourced, right? I guess this is, this could be a cost saving measure. I don't know. We don't know the financials behind this or what's going on, but the XFL team. Well, don't nine say was that. All, don't 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 say it that well, way. Because if you, well, you make, not, the way you make it sound is like, I mean, hey, we're a, doing it yeah. because of save, save, it saves. It on. saves money, but it's also doing exactly what Team Nine did. Right? The XFL had to fully fund and pay everybody involved in Team Nine. Um, may, I, who knows if they're doing that with the NFL Alumni Academy? But uh, the fact that they're partnering partnering with them, they're getting the same benefit that they had with Team Nine, and maybe even more because uh, this. This is uh, you wouldn't have the word the the three letters NFL on it. The players you attract to it too are going to be uh, I think that's going to be a little bit larger of a pool. So we'll see how it works out and how uh, helpful it is. But I don't see how it could hurt, and that's another great I think uh, football operations move by the XFL teaming up with the NFL Alumni Academy. Oh, totally. I think there's a there's a big chance that you're going to see a lot of these players uh, that train all season with the with the NFL. They're going to make you know in game 
you know, plays that we're going to start recognizing in the XFL. The XFL, when you said, when, I know you didn't mean to, but when you said co- cost saving, yes, it's a cost saving measure, but this is like one of those ones where you're like, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's just a bonus to what we're getting out of this, right? We're, it's a bonus that we're saving money because now we don't, we, you know, this is optimum and, scouting, right? This yeah, is, and to be clear, we're not a hundred percent sure that it is a, for sure saving any money because they could be, there could be financial uh, partnership here right. that we don't that's know true. about, but from the outside, it looks like it's an already existing entity that's going to prov- help the XFL. And I don't see why the XFL would be paying a whole lot, but well, I don't know if we'll ever know the financials of, for, for that. Either way, the functionality of it, the same, and if not better than what the XFL in 2020 had in terms of scouting, access to players. Yep. We saw on the ESPN appearances by Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson this week how they said that now with this partnership and how the XFL is approaching it, players who aren't drafted and enter the program are automatically allowed, you know, allowed in the XFL and be, become available to the XFL and can have an XFL contract. So this is just another way to have access to more players and if you see this as a player too, I think I think this week it's really underreported and it's hard to I guess report on because they're you know just players out there who aren't actually playing in a part of teams. But a lot of guys who are either coming out of college just now have been recently out of college and maybe want to are still ready to play play pro football but haven't made it to the NFL just yet. Those guys that they talk the Rock talked about the fifty fourth man on the roster. They're all sitting out there. You see the announcements. And that's why, while as fans, maybe we're like, what are they, this, what is this appearance on ESPN? Are they, they're not saying too much here about like details other than the coaches when Danny Garcia and the rock were on ESPN. Right. Right. But they talked directly to players looking at the camera mm-hmm. in during the segment because they, li- they literally were talking to the boys. There's a lot of players who see this now and say NFL alumni Academy teaming up with XFL, XFL, NFL, what is NFL alumni Academy. Maybe that's another goal that I should actually, instead of trying to make a training camp roster, oh. I want to make the, Oh, okay. I, I could, yeah. I could still play. Okay. Let's keep, let's go. Let's do this. Let's go to work. And then let's stay, let's stay going to work. Let's not, let's not give up just yet on this dream. That's what, exactly what they were doing. They were basically telling people that played football and aren't in college anymore. Don't give up just yet. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's pretty cool to see. That was cool to see on live TV. Um, maybe harder to recognize if you're not paying attention. But um, yeah, sure. They came out and said, I guess a lot of corporate words, a lot of marketing terms from the X, the XFL is going to be, you know, putting out there, which is great, and you have to do it. But they were speaking directly to players, and if if you're not getting motivated by people like Dan- Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson talking to you like that on TV, I don't know. You shouldn't be playing pro football then, but we'll see. We'll see uh, how many players get filtered through the system and Hope. what, what types of players that. the XFL lands. Uh, we know the USFL has a pretty damn good crop. We'll see them play starting this weekend, but there's still plenty of good ones out there for 2023 in the XFL. Now, there's the uh, other news from the week brian but the big news the big news is we have coaches i guess we have eight of them which means we have eight teams at least at least and we have 
introductions to get into. We've got a whole whole bunch of really important things to do for this show yeah. right now. This is a big moment. This I, is like I would the main sit event. down if you're if you're, if you're hanging out, just sit down. Maybe go go to the bathroom. Come back because <laughs> this is. This is this We're is just getting started. This is it. So let, let let's let's dive into it. This is what you all came for this week. Get hyped. The XFL has their eight coaches. They introduce themselves. Check them out in this week's hot read. Hi, Anthony Bactier, one of your new XFL head coaches. What's up, everyone? It's Heinz Ward here. First off, I'm super excited to be a part of the XFL. Hi, I'm Jim Haslett. Very excited to be a part of the XFL. Hi, I'm Reggie Barlow, and I am extremely excited to be joining the XFL. Hi, I'm Rod Woodson. I just want to say how honored I am to be one of the head coaches of one of the teams in the XFL. Hi, I'm Terrell Butler, the head coach in the XFL. Hi there, this is Coach Wade Phillips. I'm honored and excited to be one of the new coaches in the new XFL. Can't wait to work with the players, the coaches, and the cities, and super excited to be part of the XFL family. I'm looking forward to the development of players and the innovation this league will bring while still remaining true to the game. It's gonna be a great time. So this week on ESPN, it was made official to the world. And then in a press release, the XFL announced eight head coaches joining the league for 2023. And it was legit. It was a, a, a near perfect rollout because you got the, the big platform of ESPN to announce these big names. And I think also... You had a lot of people's ears perking up. <laughs> Everybody's saying, oh my, look at who these these coaches are. I know these coaches. Some of them legendary players. Some of them legendary coaches. And oh my goodness, it's going to be an interesting, interesting thing to see, I think. These eight people competing in the XFL in 2023, which not even people weren't even talking about that, but can just instantly, Ward V. Woodson, my goodness, okay. You heard them all introduce themselves there at the top of the hot read, but I think the XFL, you know, we we want to have a little oomph, we want to have a little style, and on this show we, we pride ourselves on on being a little bit over, doing a little bit extra, you know, have, having a little bit. Of, Are you going to introduce that. all these coaches as Big Papa Pump? No, I'm not going to do that oh. again. I know you would love if I did that, yes. but I, I think we, we're just going to introduce them with the proper, I think the XFL put out their their bios you can go to xfl.com you can read a thorough biography about each head coach or you could right now sit in and enjoy our show as i read the mini bio from the press release on each coach and i think at least the way i read it in my head whenever this press release came out brian because (laughs) this is how each coach deserves to be introduced as an xfl head coach Starting with our first head coach, Reggie Barlow joins the league from Virginia State University, where he spent the past six seasons as its head coach. He was selected in the fourth round of the 1996 NFL Draft 
by the Jacksonville Jaguars before playing for the Oakland Raiders and the Super Bowl 37 champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is XFL head coach Reggie Barlow. Anthony Beck joins the league from Wiregrass Ranch High School, where he was the offensive coordinator. He is a 12-year NFL veteran and was selected 27th overall by the New York Jets in the 2000 draft, before going on to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, St. Louis Rams, Arizona Cardinals, and Kansas City Chiefs. This is XFL head coach Anthony Beck. Terrell Buckley was previously at the University of Mississippi, where he spent two years as the cornerbacks coach. He is a 13-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl 36 champion, who was selected fifth overall by the Green Bay Packers in the 1992 draft and went on to play for the Miami Dolphins, Denver Broncos, New England Patriots, New York Jets, and New York Giants. This is XFL head coach. Terrell Buckley. Jim Hazlitt joins the league from the Tennessee Titans, where he spent two seasons as the inside linebackers coach. Over his 30-plus year career, he has coached at the college and pro level with Penn State, University of Buffalo, Cincinnati Bengals, Washington Redskins, St. Louis Rams, New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Los Angeles Raiders, the Florida Tuskers of the United Football League, and the Sacramento Surge of the World League of American Football. This is XFL head coach Jim Hazlitt. Wade Phillips was previously at the Los Angeles Rams, where he spent three seasons as the defensive coordinator. Over his 40-year career, he has coached at the college and pro level with Oklahoma State, University of Kansas, the Houston Oilers, New Orleans Saints, Philadelphia Eagles, Denver Broncos, Buffalo Bills, Atlanta Falcons, San Diego Chargers, Dallas Cowboys, Houston, Texas, and Los Angeles Rams. This is XFL head coach Wade Phillips. Stoops rejoins the league from his position as head coach of the Renegades in 2020. He was the longtime coach of the University of Oklahoma and coached the Sooners to a win in the 2021 Alamo Bowl. He has a 191 and 48 record over his 33 year college career and is the winningest coach in Oklahoma history. This is XFL head coach Bob Stoops.
joins the league from Florida Atlantic University, where he was the wide receivers coach. He is a 13-year NFL veteran and two-time, two-time Super Bowl champion who was selected in the third round by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1998 NFL Draft, where he spent his entire NFL career and remains the team's all-time leader in receptions. This is XFL head coach, Heinz Ward. Rod Woodson joins the league after serving as an analyst for NFL Network, the Big Ten Network, and Westwood One. Woodson is a 17-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion who was drafted 10th overall by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1987 NFL Draft and went on to play with the San Francisco 49ers, Baltimore Ravens, and Oakland Raiders. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2009 and the College Football Hall of Fame in 2016. This is XFL head coach, Rod Woodson. No, I'm kind of bummed they didn't have a, uh, a pep rally for all these coaches when they got introduced. Oh, they will. When they have cities to go to, they will. I'm sure. Sure of it. I like how they said the Renegades and not the Dallas Renegades in that press release, too, for Bob Stoops. Oh, you see, you pay attention to the little things. I didn't notice that. Okay, well, there it is. That's the mini bio from each coach. You could read more about them on XFL.com. If you don't know who each of them are, you don't follow football closely because they're all pretty big names in some form or fashion and uh, had their time in the NFL as either a player or a coach or in college, of course, in the in uh, Bob Stoops' case. Let's break them down real quick. I got heated in, in, in the chat we had during the week with Vince. That was Not me. So much yeah, you. I was going to say, that yeah, was you, me. You and I, I don't really know where you're coming out. I'm assuming we're aligned here on this, but my this is my thought process. 2023's crop of coaches for the XFL, pretty much in terms of name value and, and recognizability to the average football fan, blows 2020's head coaches out of the water. Then you will come at me and you will say, well, what does that matter? This is coaching. They need to coach football teams well so that the play players play well and the league looks good on the field for sure. And I think all these guys are totally capable of doing that. They all have coaching experience, except maybe Rod Woodson, who I is eight, number one A with a bullet for me. I cannot wait to see one of my childhood favorite football players of all time rod woods coaching in the xfl but then everyone else with their experience with their football background with how they're all legends in some way too this league's has some awesome coaches that i cannot wait to see and they're i mean it's not even funny comparing just the name value of each coach and how you could go up to not you're not just some someone who doesn't know football well or hasn't been watching the last 20 30 years but just a, a good average football fan is going to know most of these these names Brian and that's i think pretty important but also something that is important for players too because now they're going to want to play for these guys cuz who the hell wouldn't want to play for Wade Phillips 
Well, I mean, you look at 2020, you're talking about Bob Stoops, Jim Zorn, uh, Mark Tressman. If you're a real kind of, you know, if, if you remember those, his Chicago Bears days, um, I would say those were the three recognizable coaches going in, right, for the yeah. outsiders. Not to say they're not great coaches. Mark Tressman, hell of a coach. Oh, yeah, and no, we no, said last week, just last week on the show, I would take Tressman in this league over Stoops. I am not going to skip around that I said that last week. I did. But I'm actually, I'll honestly say I'm kind of surprised Bob Stoops is back in the league. And I'm happy he's back in the league. That's awesome. That's really cool to see yeah. that he's giving it another go. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, it means he enjoyed his time enough yeah. to try to do this again, even with all the circumstances that led to him not getting paid for a second season, right? Probably. So, yeah, no, I'm with you 100% there. Uh, you know, but you look at the name recognition, I would say at least five for sure have that name recognition just for the by the casual fans. So, uh, also, I was looking. I don't think Rod Woodson won three Super Bowls, right? I think he played in three Super Bowls. I don't played in three. Did it say yeah. one in the? It said did I read that three. wrong? No, it said. I looked up to make sure you didn't. It says and three times Super Bowl champion. Really? Oh well, Matt, but he only won X, with Baltimore. X, I think he was in in Pittsburgh, yeah. and then he lost. I know he lost with the Oakland. Steelers. I know he lost, he lost Super with Bowl the Raiders. With the Steelers lost with the Raiders. But he um, he won it with Baltimore. Uh, um, but you know. The, the fact that we're going to have this mixture, too, of, we said it last week, young up-and-coming coaches who want to get their shot and grizzled old veterans in the coaching game. It, we're going to see that. We are seeing that clash in the XFL. It's not going to be top-to-bottom youngsters, guys like Heinz Ward that, well, relative youngsters who are first-time head coaches trying to make a name in that realm. Uh, we're going to see them clash with icons like Stoops and Phillips, which is great. And then, of course, you have uh, – I'm not going to – I know I don't want to piss off the Saints fans I know, but I'm not going to call Jim Hazlitt an icon. But he's, he's a guy who's been coaching as longer than I've been living on earth. And he's coached in big-time games for big-time teams and knows what he's doing. So the him being a part of this league is great because that means you're going to have a team – under him that's going to be organizationally and and defensively sound so seeing those guys compete and remember these coaches aren't just coaching players they're not just heading up teams they're competing against each other and we're going to see them go at it and i'm predicting it now whatever team heinz ward coaches will be facing whatever team rod woodson coaches in the xfl championship game book it um I mean, based on rumors, I'm just seeing if that's actually possible. Oh, you mean because so. of uh, conference Location. alignment? Yeah. Well, that brings us to the next part. So Mike Mitchell, crack XFL insider, the XFL insider, who nailed it with a lot of the reports on coaches being considered before they were announced, uh, is now saying that there are, it's the situation's fluid, according to Mike, but uh, it looks like Right now, this is where the coaches will be coaching in terms of cities and where they'll be assigned. Uh, so the latest, again, situation's fluid, nothing official. And really, we've only heard three of these cities kind of confirmed via other news outlets and city governments. Um, but San Antonio apparently rumored to be coached by Heinz Ward. Orlando 
rumored to be coached by Terrell Buckley. Las Vegas rumored to be coached by Rod Woodson. Houston rumored, well, that's not hard to guess, to be coached by Wade Phillips. And Dallas rumored to be coached, again, not hard, by Bob Stoops. St. Louis should have been Haslett. Should have been Haslett. (laughs) Definitely shouldn't have been Haslett. Rumored to be coached by Anthony Becht. DC rumored to be coached by Reggie Barlow. And Seattle rumored to be coached by Jim Haslett. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. First of all, the actual cities that are rumored, what do we think of them? And then we can go into, does that coach belong there? Brian, I think is how we'll attack this. So we've already talked a lot of uh, the last month about San Antonio, Orlando, and Las Vegas. If the Wildcats are leaving LA and going to Vegas, Vipers moving to Orlando, that's fine. But now we're looking at this and it's rumored three Texas teams, which you have many times on this show said, yeah, do that. That's if, if, you, if you watch the games in the AAF and you watch the games in the NF, in the XFL, it makes sense. Dallas was the only one I questioned. They were still packed. I just didn't like it. just didn't feel right. Baseball it's, just, yeah, it's just weird. That was just the weird part of it all. But other than that, it's fine. Look, none of these cities, I'll say this, are second-rate type cities, meaning you know they don't they're not in the shadow of another city maybe you look at san antonio and maybe you look at orlando that way but at the same time they have the, they're going to have the two best fan bases so you look past that right but st louis is is look i love i, I, I love the people we've met in st louis i'm not a big st louis fans but there's nothing wrong with the city in terms of its marketability it's a big city it's a sports town i get it you just don't have a football team sorry but i i, I get it even Vegas, you take from LA, fine, whatever, it's great. It's not a, it's not thought of as a second-rate type. Oh, we're going to some city that we think likes football. Like the, the, these are big cities, which was what we always said. We called it big time. What is it called? Big city football is what we called it last time. And I still feel that way with these cities. And you know, these cities, we're we're gonna look at the fact that what one. Two, three, four, half of them, five. I'm already forgetting Vegas. So more than half of them are NFL cities, too. They they are NFL cities. So the XFL, if this is true, if this is what happens, isn't going specifically to these places because there's no football there. They're going to these places because they either have a, a going to have a good working relationship with a stadium or the government or whatever and the people of the city and they expect solid turnout and the fact that you know five of them are nfl cities it's like you said big city football they're going places where it's there's big populations why they aren't in the northeast why they aren't in la i i just can't even i can't begin to guess uh it's probably it's honestly probably location if there was a city smack dab right next to, if there was a stadium smack dab next to Staples Center, great. If there was, a, if there was a stadium right next to Madison well, Square Garden, they'd be there. You but do I have think location uh, where LAFC plays, but I don't think it's big enough for. I don't think it holds a football stadium. If football, I remember yeah, what Heather yeah. Brooks uh, <laughs> Carrot said to me, but I will say this: that you mentioned five of the eight cities are NFL cities, and then the other three are San Antonio, Orlando, and St. Louis. 
the three probably loudest and biggest football crowds when it came to spring football in 2019 and 2020. And amazing sports towns in their own right outside of football. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, this, this uh, this is, for me, as someone who wanted L.A., Chicago, New York, this that's a that's a disappointment. I won't I won't dance around that, but it's a start. And like we said at the top of the show, we have eight coaches, eight cities, but maybe more. Who knows? Who knows? It's still there, a ways there's way still to a kick lot. off. There, you know, if I ask you about a roadmap, uh, if you could pull one up, I don't know if you have it handy. Oh yeah, here we go. Like our roadmap is nice and is there and, enough and updated road maybe for another coach or two another city or two so looking at our roadmap right now you know we basically have a commissioner announced so i knocked that one off we have a kickoff date cities are still not announced so i gave that a half we're a little behind on that one um but you know the presidents of the league pretty much good to go head coaching the first head coach was not announced until feb 10 so we're behind that, but the last coach wasn't announced. I probably should have marked that one off. Now that I'm thinking about it, if it's on here, oh, it's not on here. Was around the middle of May, June Jones, right? And was announced in yeah. May of 2019. Correct, right? The same week as my wedding, is how I remember. <laughs> so, look, we're, we're we're in a okay spot in terms of coaches. The TV deal, I'm sure it's the writing's on the wall. I mean. There's a reason why these announcements were made on ESPN, I would guess. Nothing official. Again, we're not reporting anything, but hey, if you are a fan and you're you're, you're a betting man paying attention, yeah. Obviously, if The Rock and Danny Garcia are making this type of announcement on that network, wouldn't you think there's some sort of uh, at least affiliation agreement or an affiliation planned? I would hope so. And I think that's fantastic for the XFL yeah, and, and for us, too, because we're both, I think, big fans of Steve Levy calling XFL football games. I hope I hope we get them back. We'll see who they put in the booth if it is on ESPN, of course. Um, but then again, there could be more partners. It does behoove a league to be on more than one network. Look, I, There's a league wrong, owned love- by a network that is putting that le- league on another network because it's so it's a smart decision. So we'll see in terms of TV deal, how that pans out. But uh, looks like there's enough room. I'm hoping for 10 teams still, and I'm holding out hope until someone smacks me in the face and says it, it ain't happening. So if you if you know something, Mike Mitchell or anyone else, any insiders, slap me in the face this week so I could stop hoping. But I'm going to keep doing it because I'd like to more. <laughs> Steve, uh, no, too, I love Steve Levy, but don't take him off those hockey games. It's just that's the best. Oh, you um, you you. Well, they're not. Well, yeah, they're gonna be playing simultaneously too. We're gonna have, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have hockey. Which you know, you gotta work your schedule around because there's hockey on the weekends. Make sure you don't hit the Masters, March Madness. Look, Alan, I know you're getting heated in our DMs with uh, Vince, but but the man still thinks you shouldn't play sports on the same weekends with each other. He probably still only has one TV in his living room, honestly. Well, really, because I want I want this now. I'm gonna present this to not just you know our close personal longtime dear good friend and and occasional co-host vince everyone watching xfl fans football fans what more could the xfl have done then with these eight head coaches what more would you want from them how could you ask for more than i'll play devil's advocate here 
legitimate former head coaches and legitimate ex-players looking to be good head coaches. Like, what more ask, me, yes. ask me. Ask me. Brian, I'm going to ask you. What do you I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Oh, is it no. a stretch? Here comes the Is devil. it a stretch? <laughs> is it a stretch to say, hey, why did you hire so many coaches that don't have head coaching experience? Yes, that's a stretch. Because in this day and age where everyone's seen you don't need it to to be successful in pro football, we first time head coaches are kicking ass. Yeah, right so you're now. saying the XFL's that taking is this what's chance. What's going on here? The XFL's taking this chance. And it's, it's not a big chance. The butt. There's only one, two, three. Okay. Four. Half of them are, are half of them. Okay, right. Four. Becked, <laughs> Becked, Buckley, Ward, and Woodson. Not head coaches. The other four have have co- been the top dog for a team. But they've all coached, except Woodson. But I'm sure he has, but not collegiately or in the pros. And he's Rod freaking Woodson. Of all the of all the players, too, on the list, or the coaches on the list, that don't have any head coaching experience... He's Rod Woodson, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Let him go out there and do it, okay? So it's, it's not a big deal. I don't what what argument can you the argument that oh they haven't been head coaches just doesn't jive with me because I'll throw at you. There's first time head coaches that are just awesome that are what everyone's taught. Deion Sanders, Sean McVay. I could the list could go on and on. Okay, well, hold on. So we rewind. You're talking about Sean McVay, who was an established, you know, assistant coach when he got the shot, which is what most of these guys are. They're assistant coaches somewhere, or they've been coaches. The level of assistant coach for Sean McVay was much higher than the level of assistant coach for Heinz Ward. So you couldn't even tell me if it was FIU or uh, FAU. Yeah, you couldn't even tell me that last week. <laughs> but he's also been he he was uh he started he's like I love how Heinz Ward has grinded in the coaching ranks. He started as like an apprentice trying to break through with the Steelers and then he went to the Jets and landed as a position coach at FAU. Like he did it the right way and now because of who he is is getting this opportunity to I just want to know which There's one of these nothing coaches wrong with this. I just really what? want to know which one of these coaches is going to end up in our car for a nice drive after practice. <laughs> or which one of their uh, assistants. Uh, coordinators yeah. are going to yeah. end up in our car. The, the, the argument that, oh, they don't have any experience. They are they are who they are because they're respected in football. And really, they're head coaches. They're going to be out there. They're going to have coordinators. They're going to have help. It's all, it's all a process. It's all a team effort anyway. And having these people who are committed and dedicated football people all of them top to bottom you can't argue against one of them in that regard i just don't i just don't accept the argument that oh they don't have the experience or whatever and really it's only half of them that you could say that about and there's there's plenty of room for growth even for a head coach you don't have to come into this thing as bob stoops for every team so nay to that argument but let me have it at xfl show if you if you disagree or you have another take on it, I'd love to hear it. I'm hyped for these eight coaches, and I'm more hyped than I was in 2020. I, I just exponentially more hyped. It's so I was very pleased at the end result of the coaches in 2020. I thought they were all fantastic in their own way. 
some of them in ways they probably wouldn't want to have been fantastic because I just love watching Jim Zorn coach in the XFL. Didn't have a great time doing it, I'm sure, at least with, the, with his record, how things might have panned out. But still, 2020's crop of coaches were fun and good and solid. This, I think, is a home run. I'm sorry. I'm saying it. Home run, these eight coaches. Great names, excitement, youth, and wisdom come on come on let's go what are you doing trying to argue against this i can't wait for the first pick six on whatever team rod woodson uh coaches you know how hyped he's gonna be oh my goodness i I can't wait cannot wait and so according to this so the rumors then so woodson would be in vegas and Ward in San Antonio, so you're saying they can't play in a championship against each other because they'd probably be in the well, same Well, I don't know because, let's see, where did you say? So we have Dallas, Houston, Vegas, Seattle, and the, San Antonio. Well, one of those teams, either San Antonio, I don't know which one's further east. Your, your east coast teams would be Orlando, D.C., St. Louis, and... I think San Antonio is and more Hu- east. No, Houston. No, San Antonio's west. Houston. Really? Yeah. Houston's on the yeah, East. San Antonio's like middle, yeah, so Houston. Yeah. Uh, unless you do north and south and you go Vegas and then no, the Texas you, teams. You no, know, you go east and then you realign if you add teams, but that's that's neither here nor there. Maybe they do maybe they do what I've always advocated for and just go uh two European best teams, two thousand one. European oh, just no just regular style. <laughs> yes. Everybody just plays everybody twice. Yep. Do it. And then you could have a playoff, though. A hybrid of the Euro style. Um, but what about the coaches? We're, we saw, we said the rumors, but do they match up with you, or do you want to play some elsewhere? Like, I would have cool? loved Hazlitt in, in St. Louis. You, just to see the reaction. In terms of just pure entertainment, it would have been a great. It would have been a great. What would the reaction have when been? When did he take? He took over for. Did he take over for Spano? And is he was the or Spagnola? What was it, Spagnola? Spagnola. Yeah, he was the defensive coordinator. Either yeah, either after he they were terrible when he was the defensive coordinator, wasn't he? The Rams yeah, yeah, were. They were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Solid with Steelers and a Saints head coach. Uh it makes sense, I guess, for Seattle for for Hazlitt. I'm not knocking Barlow in DC is good because he was the I, he's nearby yeah. Virginia Virginia State, so that's that whole area. You know, he can. Didn't they have, have him slated there. for a different team? Yeah, we we did hear a rumor that Barlow would be in San Antonio. I want to say San the new Antonio. San Antonio franchise. San Antonio rumored Heinz Ward. Fine, I don't know. Buckley you or Orlando. You could have thrown Heinz Ward in like the Orlando. Right? Where does where's well, Orlando has to be Buckley? I think if you're going to give the coach their their team and their placement of that team in the city uh, based on their history and either where they went to school or where they've coached before, wherever they made their name. Buckley belongs in Orlando, Houston and, and Wade Phillips. Duh. Easy. That makes sense. Uh, Bum's son in Houston is a great way for him to end his career. Maybe we'll see. And then Dallas with Bob Stoops again, getting another crack at it. In Dallas. You think Bob Stoops was like, I want this. Biggest shocker of them all. 
to me. I think it was. Um, it is the biggest shocker, honestly. If I were to put my money on who was going to come back, it would have been, or who wouldn't come back, it would have been Pep one because he's just establishing himself in the NFL, and Bob Stoops too. Yeah. That and you know also I was I will say Jim Haslett was recently with the Titans too, right? He's leaving a position coach job in the NFL for this. It, it looks like so. That that is not as shocking, but that's just that's impressive to see the XFL lure a guy away from an NFL uh, coaching job, lured away a head coach in Reggie Barlow's uh, case in college football. Um, Anthony Becht in in St. Louis uh, was uh, college football. He did college football uh, in the booth for ESPN, uh, coaching in the high school ranks. Uh, I, you know, we've seen analysts in the media get gigs as GMs, as head coaches, and it pans out for a lot of them. So I am not knocking the Anthony Beck tire at all. Also, he's probably your mo- – well, besides, you know, Bob Stoops just having the – just all the wear and tear on his tires talking to the media as a head coach. But Anthony Beck coming from the media, he's media ready. He's the first guy you see on that video we, they, they yeah, put out. Yeah, we played at the top. Um, so he's he's ready for the gig, you could tell. And then of course same same thing with Rod Woodson, I think. So oh man, I can't wait to see what styles some of these new coaches implement as well. And who is scoring on the Houston team? I don't know. Because they're gonna have Wade Phillips and I think we might have to pencil What a complete one eighty, right? From the you, coaching styles. Yeah. From June oh, Jones yeah. to Wade Phillips. Yeah, Roughnecks fans, if they're still the Roughnecks, get ready. Your whole new philosophy, but maybe the same result. We'll see. Definitely, definitely drafting a tight end and a fullback. Yeah, if if it's in Houston again, still only a rumor, but it, how can he not? Um, yeah, would we call them if, if if there's a Houston team and they win it? Do we call them back to back XFL champions? No. How do you win a championship without playing a game? Uh, there's the unofficial back to back. Did they give Did they give the 1995 World Series to a team who had the best record? No, it's to the team that wins the World Series. Yeah, they voided it. Or 94 was 94. Four 95, I think was the uh, was it the Braves. It was the Braves? Yeah, yeah. Braves. Uh, 94. Did they give it to the team with the best record that year? No. Should did they be. give Did they give the 2000 uh, four five? Uh, Stanley Cup to the team that had the best record in 2003? No, but those were like lockouts, man, or strikes. They just, it's this a, was a, a the seasons that... were canceled. Okay. All right, fine. Whatever. I'll, I'll always have a place for the Roughnecks as a championship team in 2020. In my you know, and now. it's hilarious, too, because it's still the XFL staying away from all those AAF coaches, too, like Steve Spurrier, Mike Martz. Um, all those coaches too. Well, may, who knows about the interest too, or you know, there's no way to really say anything on that. But it is uh, top to bottom, minus Stoops, all brand new coaches to the XFL. They all none right, of these me, guys. Give, give me the. Give me the if, if you're on YouTube, watch my hands. If you're not, I'm up here somewhere. XFL's here with their coaching hires. Where's the USFL? Tell me when to stop. 
Uh, wait, well, hold on. You're going too fast. And, I'm, and I got to visualize the USFL coaches again. So in the USFL, okay, wait, I, I want to pull it up. See, I haven't even thought about them in, in minutes or in days. They're coaching this week. They're getting thousands of minutes, right hundreds of thousands of minutes. Okay, so our coaches. You can't go to the, the USFL2 website, too, by the way, to find their I, head coaches. I'm at theusfl.com. <laughs> they won't have the coaches on here? I don't think so. We it's got Bart Andrus. Okay, you got Bart Andrus. Jeff Fisher, Mike Riley, oh, Mike and uh, we got uh, oh, Kirby, and uh, we got uh, Todd Haley. Todd, Todd Haley. <laughs> XFL is my hand off the screen. Down, you can't see. <laughs> can't see XFL it here. We done it. All right, there you go. I um, mean, the, you got to look at the advantages too. The timing these coaches are going to have. Obviously, there's not anything going on in the field now, but knowing that you're going to be a coach already gets you that mindset. Imagine having eight coaches named but not naming them and then saying you're going to name them and then only name half of them and then saying you're going to name the rest of them and then still only naming the half of them. Yeah. But, hey, there's mascots in the uh, USFL. Yeah, and they might name the Maulers mascot Triple H. Unofficially Triple H. Hard Hat Henry. That's what I voted for, at least. Vote hard hat Henry, which is a total ripoff of Steely McBeam, the Steelers mascot that nobody likes. So hard hat Henry, hard hat Henry all the way. Triple H and the Maulers. Um, so the the XFL uh, coaches this time around, I think we can all say are at least uh, a lot more interesting, if anything. I can't wait for like Dragon Ball Z night. Where? At the USFL games. Quit it with this. Bash, this bash the USFL when we talk more USFL in the next episode after all that. That's games. true. We're, I think we're going to do an episode after we watch this first week's game, right? I think that's yeah, what you said. On Sunday, Sunday on Sunday after the Maulers beat Todd Haley's Bandits, we'll, uh, we'll do a show and we'll break it all down. But what a week for the XFL. Um, Great week for the XFL. You're right. There, there's still plenty of rumors swirling, plenty left in, for on this road to be announced, but Eight coaches, the way it was rolled out, I thought was pretty much perfect. The Rock and Danny Garcia giving ample time to ESPN, uh, evangelizing and hyping up the the league and their mission, uh, announcing the coaches. But really, there wasn't too much diving into who the coaches were on ESPN. It was the announcement and then really what the XFL is going to be all about from the ownership. We're going to get plenty more from the league and whoever the partners end up being on TV and streaming uh, on who these coaches are, what they're going to be doing with their teams. Of course, we're waiting on the cities to be announced. The rumors right now, I'm not not super pumped because I do want a team in LA. I do want a team in New York. I want a damn it, I want a team in Chicago. But if it's not possible, it's not going to be the end of the world, I guess, Bryant. Uh, but we're still getting eight teams and eight solid coaches and. Now we can move forward and check another list off off uh, your little uh, sheet there. Uh, full X's on all those boxes by February of 2023. And then I will say this too. Again, back to the being it all being on ESPN and the way they rolled it out, and you making fun of how the USFL did it. They did it in similar ways on morning shows, on those cable sports networks um, that they're affiliated with or probably going to be affiliated with uh 
Personally, not my favorite way to do it, but it was it was well done. I love a big pomp and circumstance press conference and bring everybody in and let's blow it out and it, it, scream it to the world. But if you're partnering with a TV network like ESPN, uh, you're going to want to give them the time and get let them do it their way, and that's how they did it. And they did it well. They every a lot of people are watching that, and like you brought it up, a lot of more people are probably watching Get Up than they are whatever FS1 show. <laughs> exactly, <announced>. exactly. Half <laughs> of the USFL coaches. <laughs> <laughs> not to knock FS1. And also, it's not me, it's not me making Smackdown fun of the USFL. Race. It's me. That's very true. It's not me making fun of the USFL. It's me stating how the USFL did these things. If you think, if you interpret that as me making fun of them, that you're just saying facts. I'm just stating facts. Facts. You're right. And now I'm we, sure there was we, a, what, what gimmick wrestler did facts all day long. That was that's. Yeah, that, uh, there's got to be one. Matt, well, I remember Matt facts from Matt Hardy. They used to put up on the screen. <laughs> that's true. Matt, that's true. Matt, Matt has done this and that. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. I want to keep doing this show for another hour, but we do have to cut it off. Uh, Unless you have anything left in the tank. I mean, I kind of screamed at the top of my lungs, not just the intros of these coaches, but why I love them all so much. And I think they're all fantastic choices. And and the mixture of it especially is is appealing. I wanted all youngsters. I said that on last week's show, I think, or at least two weeks ago. But when you're telling me that the grizzled guys in this league are Wade Phillips and Bob Stoops again, which I didn't even think of. Uh, let's bring it on. I want to see a legendary defensive player like Rod Woodson try to outthink and out scheme a hey, legendary Bob. Hey, defensive What's going on? coordinator like Wade Phillips. Think of the possibilities. A lot more defensive-minded coaches too, by the way. This time you're right. Though, didn't bring that up. Buckley Woodson. Phillips, Hazlitt, I'd say even Stoops. It, you're right, and then and then it's a diff, diff, different approach uh, for the XFL this time around. And who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll get more news as, as time goes. And hell, and these the way Hines start. Ward played receiver, he's defensive minded too. <laughs> That's true. Let's we'll point. see how he coaches. We don't even know what kind of coach Hines Ward is, and that's probably going to be the best part because you know we're going to be talking about it here every single week. Right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google, Apple, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a comment, question, topic, you want to discuss those cities, the coaches, whatever, the mascots from the USFL, whatever you're doing, tell us what you're doing for the USFL opening weekend. Let us know. Betting tips. 565 for XFL. Uh, Follow us on all social social media platforms at XFL Show. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I think TikTok as well. And subscribe and watch us on YouTube at at XFL.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. You should also lock up... uh, what, what is it? XFL.show2. Just in case. Just in what case. What would it be? XFL2.show. XFL2.show. XFL. Okay. I believe. Hold on. I, I almost stepped in. Hold on. Let me see. XFL. Well, well Brian Googles, Go I'll also let you all know that, yes, we'll be having that USFL show. So stay tuned for that, too, coming out on the podcast feed and YouTube as well. And you can find that show on XFL2023.com. Oh, really? Is yeah. That- us? That's us. 
Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What does that bring them to? The, the YouTube? YouTube. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, expert money. Stupid money. That's not stupid. That's very that's wise. <laughs> Actually, this is the XFL show.com's also got it looks it's it's just the podcast and you're not getting anything special, but it looks a little different. Changed up for for the oh, modern yeah, era. Look, the modern era. She yeah. basically took the gimmicks from the new XFL. Just... What are you talking about? By the about? way, did I you like this anything. new Megan Rapino hat that I'm wearing right here? <laughs> oh, don't get me started. My goodness. <laughs> we'll see what happens with the Lo- with logo gate uh, in the future, but that's the last of my worries. Who cares? <laughs> we got coaches. We got a mission from the ownership, commitment, partnerships with the NFL. Uh, uh, the <laughs> rule book is in good hands. Dean Blandino's here. Feeling good, Bryant, on this road. It's like It's like on a long road trip and you just... You had to go to the bathroom, and you finally found that rest stop, and I'm relieved and feeling good hitting the rest of this road trip. Feeling good. It, it, you, you do feel like you hit some sort of mile marker that made you feel that you were closer than ever. And it's true. We are indeed closer than ever. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this road, and we made it to this big week. We thought, we thought we'd never get here, but here we are, and now we got plenty more where this came from, kicking it into another gear at the league offices and right here on the original official XFL podcast. Appreciate you as always. We will see you for that USFL roundup episode. Maybe even more XFL to talk on it because I got plenty more to say about these coaches. But until then, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're watching. They're watching.